We are oh, out here. Jack. Fuck y'all talking about. Sophisticated Jack. ignorance. Are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact. Talk are y'all crazy? Yo, y'all getting me tight. Like, I be out this here trying to be humble. Let's not get drop. fucking crazy. Sophisticated ignorance. All right? That's the cue. No, we good for real, for real. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, that could be part of the topic. Good and luck. Imagine if you ain't take it right. What? And welcome to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. Yo, we always talking about before we roll. Yeah, I think AV, uh, she texted me the other day. She was like, she was start taking like behind the scenes vid- uh, footage and whatnot. I was like, I fucks with you because Listen. we need it. There's a lot of bullshit that we talk about. Listen. Before the mics are turned on. Choose your character because we, we probably, I know, I don't, I don't know if any of the engineers or in their like meetings have ever said it, but I think we're their favorite client. Cause I would hope so. I we talk mad shit. I think we're very nice on our days. We have our days. I don't, I don't think we've ever. Yeah, we've always been nice to We're all the engineers. Crazy. Yeah. I'm not saying crazy. I finally met Nicole today. I was excited. I've met her before. Nicole is the studio manager. The studio manager. <laughs> I was quizzing you. I didn't even. We didn't even introduce <laughs> we ourselves. We didn't even thing. introduce the show. Oh, Welcome to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm Steven. That's Naima. That's Vixen. Yeah. We're back. Oh Jesus. Gang. <laughs> Gang. <laughs> Wait, did you see the? Oh, I already showed Naima. Did you see the IG story I posted? Yeah. It was like that uh the the screenshot of the text message from um Dykeman <laughs> and it oh. said you're <laughs> and the response was like yo chill bro. <laughs> Literally not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Oh that shit had me in tears at work. In absolute tears. It made me giggle cuz I already know that feeling. You'd be like, "Oh, it's 60 degrees. I'm going to Dykeman." Like, I'll even go to Dykeman, but that shit it just warmed my heart. You never wanted to come. I'm but good, man. You. You I'm need good. One night. I've been uh, I've been in the heights plenty of times when I was younger. <laughs> the heights, like the one show. Night, one <laughs> night, one night. I'm good. It's y'all. It's different over there. One night indictment sounds like a bad movie. It's different over there. One night indictment coming to theaters. I remember it's like when hangover. I before <laughs> like the Hangover. Except <laughs> we be jumping in and out of cars. See, no, <laughs> no. I'm not trying to. Shit is just different steps. over there. Cause I went to City College, which is in the Heights, and I remember me and my homeboy had went somewhere further uptown, and like he was my protection because they could definitely point out who's Hispanic and who's black, black. <laughs> black, black. Shit was different over there. It's different now, though. They're not like that now. Now they they're way more tame. welcoming now. Nah, they be ready. To like hang out with you, oh. drink with you, <laughs> not like that. You have to complete your sentence. You can't just say they be ready for what? Y'all not always got a delay. Y'all never give me a chance to finish. All right, all right, maybe, maybe one time. Well, wait before it gets really hot or really no, no, nice. No, 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 that's the best time. You're nah, more mobile then because your nah. muscles is more relaxed, not so you know chilly out. Your muscles are more relaxed. For you. I don't you ever want to be. Re- I don't ever want to be relaxed and comfortable. Because that's when you get dropped. No! <laughs> nah. Oh. Always got my head on a swivel. I mean, relax. it kind of even goes into today's topic. But before we even get into today's topic, shout out to our sponsor, Scotch Porter. Yes. Uh, the one we haven't shouted them out for a while because we need to get my paperwork straight. Well, hey. I mean, hey. That's but that's just how business goes. Shout out to SP. Keeping the beards uh, nice and lubricated, especially during the uh, cold winter. Well, su- summer. I don't know what weather it is. Anymore. Oh, yeah. It was dumb nice <laughs> on Tuesday. I was, it was lit. It was lit. During these uh, global whamming times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, keep your beard nice and lubricated with Scotch Porter. Beard, face, hair, everything. Your balls. They cover it all. They literally cover they it literally all. They literally cover it all. That's a fact. Just make sure you use the code SI10, scotchporter.com, and you'll be good to go. You're going to be good to go. But um, for this week's topic, it kind of just hit me out the blue. I don't even know what made me even think about this. It may be something I was watching or just being in my head. But I had asked on like IG stories like a couple weeks ago. It was like, as for being a minority, being a black person, are you like programmed to have a form of PTSD? And I just felt like that was just something that needed to we just needed to expand upon and have like a real conversation about that's dope i'm ready i don't think i have any form of ptsd we'll find out soon enough 
dun, dun, dun. The next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Phil. What the hell? <laughs> so I figured we start with like the proper definition for PTSD. And it's basically... Post-traumatic stress disorder. That and... It's basically a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering from after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. And it's very common and more than three million cases in the U.S. are documented every year, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, that's still a very, very fucking high number. That's three million people that's going through some shit that they cannot deal with. Just in the U.S. Including people who have gone to war and come back, and And these are just and those are just numbers that's based off of people that actually been diagnosed. So imagine the amount of people that haven't gone to the doctor, haven't gone to see seek therapy and things of that nature. So that that number could probably be even triple the triple the amount, to be honest. So um, you said you didn't you didn't think you had PTSD, but there is a test that you can take a quick uh five question test so i i filled it out and i answered no for everything so i was safe you answered no for everything but did you answer no being honest or was it no i was being honest that steven ego you have that was i was being being honest because that ego don't think nothing wrong with him i mean all right well to be fair but i have admitted that i would like to go to therapy the quiz the quiz that I mean, those were imaginary questions. It I mean, was. I was like, yeah. open. and mind you, it only covered the span of a month. So it's just like, in the past couple of weeks, have you really suffered? Like, unless you have been through something extremely traumatic, I don't think in the span of a month you're really gonna have those like major things like dreams or like yeah. moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's normal day to day stuff, I think the day to day PTSD that a lot of people may experience hits people in different ways. But I mean, there's more traumatic events that happen in your life. That's a little bit more like spread out, and depending mm-hmm. on how um, recent those events have been, they may hit you at any time. So it was a little unfair to say like within a month, have you f- seen this or, or felt yeah? This? You didn't. They didn't even give you an example of like right what could have triggered it. Like when did the event happen? I was like, what event? I was like, what other question? The event. Like, <laughs> the what happened? <laughs> the thing. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> I, I, had another, I had a question to your question. Yeah, so it was a little weird of a quiz. But I mean, I get, I get the premise of what it was yeah. trying to do. Just like get a gauge of like, are you suffering or are you going through certain things that might trigger you? Trigger is another big word that we use a lot lately. And, and certain things that, you know, kind of throw you off in the sense of that, con- that condition. So, mm. I mean, PTSD comes in many forms, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, we have not been to war, but at the same right. time, the stuff that we see on TV, the stuff that we see in the news and social media and all those stuff, it's, those things kind of compile in us, especially if it's affecting people that look like us, then it's kind of like, how do you deal with all those pressures? But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I took the test. It was five questions, and I got a two. Oh, same, sis. So it's like, ain't nothing wrong with you, but you lose stress. You should probably get some sleep. Mm. That's pretty much sleep, exercise, learn how to relax. That's pretty well, much Let me check to me. see what the questions were again. Well, the first one was, have you had any nightmares about events or thought about events when you did not want to? Uh, then another one was, have you tried hard not to think about previous events or went out of your way to avoid situation that, situations that reminded you of the events? Uh have you been constantly on guard, watchful, or easily startled? Uh, have you felt numb or detached from people, activities, or your surroundings? And then lastly, if you felt guilty or or unable to s- stop blaming yourself or others for the events of any problems the events may have caused. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you saying it's kind of that assessment, probably not really accurate. Right. I mean, that's just something I just pulled up on a whim of course yeah i would hope nobody takes that like seriously in the sense in the sense like yo do i have ptsd and they take this quiz and then it's like oh shit i got a 10 i'm fucked up like and it's like first of all you're stressed out about like a nigga who ain't shit so technically that's mm. not like but that's specific go on <laughs> <laughs> but for somebody that could be ptsd if you've gone through a re- if you've been in a really bad relationship and now moving forward you're acting and moving in a certain way that may be a form of ptsd yep happened to me if you really think about it 
<laughs> fixing himself. No, that ass. Yo, flipping so annoying. I'm being super serious. So I recently started therapy a couple weeks ago. Clap Yay! For me. Clap, for me. Clap, gang. Um, <laughs> how you gang on therapy? <laughs> no, um, honestly, and yo, and we can never take any serious <laughs> <laughs> topic. Shout out to Chris. Actually, I mean, other people too were definitely involved in that process, but specifically Chris and uh, also another homegirl of mine that kind of just. Like, there were certain signs that were happening around that time that made me decide, like, I should take it seriously. And, um, you know, when I was saying that PTSD comes in many forms, I realized that I had PTSD when it comes to my relationships and just other experiences from, like, childhood to now that kind of affect how I move. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of recognizing those behaviors or recognizing those situations and really being truthful about it. Because I think being truthful about it is the first step to kind of understanding what your PTSD is and how do you handle it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people may try to deny it or be like, nah, that's not really anything or kind of like push it back. But if you take the opportunity to like be real with yourself and say like, all right, yo, that is a problem. That's something that does affect me. That's something that, you know, I've been avoiding for a while. Now I can kind of come to terms with it. That's when you could start kind of like reversing the, you know, the actions of whatever it is that triggers you. You know what I mean? So... Every day is a winding road. Here we go. <laughs> Sign me. No, <laughs> Next, we'll jump into um, some symptoms of PTSD. And I guess, well, I guess you're you're admitting that you you suffer. Got a problem. Got a problem. Well, I don't no, want to say mean, suffer. 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 That's a very open-ended word because it's not yeah. really a matter of you're dealing not, with it. It's not crippling. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh my gosh, I can't move or, or whatever the case may be, but I, I'm i recognizing certain things that have caused a level of PTSD depending on the, the experience. Well, for in the category of behavior, there's agitation, hostility, self-destructive behavior, or social uh, social isolation. Then psych- psychologically, you could have flashbacks, fear, anxiety mistrust when it comes to your mood you could lose interest or pleasure in activities guilt or feel loneliness then sleep you could have you could suffer from insomnia i have nightmares and then also and then also a common thing is emotional detachment or unwanted thoughts so based off of that list give us go around have you do you think you've do you think you've experienced anything like those symptoms like recently or in your past or i definitely have insomnia but i'm dealing with a lot right now insomnia i just be like i don't care if it ain't about what i'm trying to do then i really don't care Mm. i mean i think through all some of all of these things i think you just go through that as an individual so i guess and you pretty much have some form of PTSD because yeah. you're going through experiences and you're going to react in a certain way. Right. So, so is kinda... it really PTSD or is it just you reacting to a situation? I think you have to be also real about if those specific symptoms are related to a certain event. Like, right. of course, we all go through insomnia or yeah. lack of sleep. Like, that's everyday shit. But I'm saying if if you recognize that some of these specific things are related to, like, let's say you lost somebody or somebody's sick or you had a bad relationship or whatever the case would be like be recognizing that I, right, because I went through this, this cause creates these effects. You know what I mean? Instead of it being like, yo, it's a one off today's trash. Like I'm just not going to get up. You know what I mean? It's, there's a difference there. Yeah. I think it has to be more something like a pattern as opposed to like something that here and there, here and there. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to have our days. You know what I mean, like, right. Yeah. I don't, I think I suffer from PTSD. I be cracking a joke sometimes when they be like, oh, Naima, let's go on a cruise. And I be like, I can't. You know, I got PTSD or whatever. They be like, oh, my God, you do what happened? I was like, slavery. Slavery and being brought in the boats. And they be like, Naima, really? I'm like, I think ancestral PTSD can be a thing. Well, I, we'll get into that. because you know, uh, That's a new one. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being serious. Like, no, I'm not saying that that's I wrong. I think it can be. Like, I, I, I don't relate carnival cruises to slavery. I was also like, being I an just, asshole at the same time. Okay, so see. But yeah, you see, you see, when I thought about it, I was see. like, that could be a thing. <laughs> like, but we'll, we'll get into that because that was something that was brought to my attention when I was having a conversation with a co-worker about PTSD. But, um, so obviously, Vixen, you mentioned that you believe you suffer from some form of PTSD. 
Mm-hmm. So what what have been like specific behavioral patterns that you've noticed you've are like instinctively doing because of past experiences? Um well I found out recently not found out. I I think and as it pertains to therapy, I'm treating all these revolutions, all these things I'm learning about myself as new, even mm-hmm. though I've kind of already knew them already or I've kind of thought about them, but I'm treating it as new just in the sense of kind of rebuilding those blocks. So, um, you know, in the sense of like a PTSD, I realized that I have a a hero mentality or like a hero complex where I feel compelled to Can't like help people them. and like, you know, try to save people for mm-hmm. the sake of like me trying to validate Repair. myself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people kind of suffer through that. And it has affected like relationships and, and, and other people close to me. So I think you know as it pertains to like my relationships and stuff creating that same behavior or like acting on that same behavior um it's somewhat of a form of ptsd and that's something that i need to try to reverse um i mean there could be other things too but that's kind of like the recent thing that i've kind of came to terms with um lately so it comes in many forms you know i mean like there's never just one thing naima you got one or no like a ptsd situation yeah, or just anything mm-hmm. that you feel like at this point in your behavior that you do that's probably triggered by something that you've witnessed. Mm-hmm. Or would you like me to go first? I don't know. I think the way I'm dating now, mm-hmm. probably, probably because, yeah, I'm very cautious and very um, reserved, I guess. So do you say you kind of have like somewhat tr- trust issues? Maybe. Because that Maybe. was something that was listed. Maybe, yeah. I feel like I don't, but I just feel like I'm I'm trying to be more aware of things. So mm-hmm. it causes me to be a little bit more laid back and reserved. So you're not as, let's say, comfortable or not as vulnerable? Right. I'll say I'm not as vulnerable. But I think it's working observant. in my favor this time around than it did before. I was too trusting. I was too open. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work in my favor. I think that's usually like the direct reaction that women have after they come out of a really, really bad relationship. Right. Yeah. And my relationship like, wasn't bad. It was just a, a, a unfortunate um, breakup. Yeah, that we had a breakup for. So I think now when I date, I'm first of all more open to just dating. And before I used to be like, all right, I'm gonna date with you. And I'm not talking to you no more. Now I'm like really enjoying the process and like mm-hmm. meeting new people and talking. And I guess that's a positive that comes out of I guess PTSD. If it's a positive behind that, right. that's more adapting at yeah. the end of the day. But yeah, the PTSD could be the sense of like. You know, now you're more aware because before yeah. you used to be just kind of like carefree yeah. and not really like observant. But now, like you know, especially if you're opening yourself up to dating more, mm-hmm. now you're going to be more mindful. You're gonna, yeah. Your standards are going to be a little bit more in check. You know, the things that you're looking for when it comes to these people, you know, are going to be a little bit more you yeah. know, astute instead of it being like, "All right, well, he got money." Right. So yeah, that's important. Yeah. I think for me, even though I've never had anything directly happen to me but i think i'm just very aware of my surroundings just based off of like things i've seen firsthand or even from like third party view because you were saying like there's so much shit on tv and there's so much shit on social media and it's like you never want to be that person to think like oh how could this happen it could never happen to me and then it fucking ends up happening to you so like I remember growing up and, you know, and you could attest to this since we went to the junior high school and seeing innocent people just get flipped for no fucking reason or. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was. I was Why did that picture you flying in it? <laughs> <laughs> I really Flying did. in the air? Like you said, he said flip nothing. You like, think this is Fresh Prince? Like, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like a little meme. Y'all know my imagination be wild. Yeah, like I see shit like that. I seen a fucking dude just based off of the colors he was wearing. Like he get a fucking brick smacked across his face. It's Sheesh. like shit like that is like ever ever since then. Those moments is like I'm always aware of my surroundings and always on high alert because you never know what people are fucking gonna do. I I remember when. It was like a week or a few weeks where there was like a trend of like people getting pushed onto the train tracks. And ever I remember around that time, it was like, yo, I'm standing right in the middle of the platform. Yep. I'm looking at every single soul, I old, like young, white, black, 
shit like like I'm not trusting none of y'all. Well, that's, I have a PTSD that's a New York, when it comes to New York. New York. Yeah, like I'm yeah. Con- every little thing I'm just like Son, somebody going to train they don't look right, I'm getting off. They had a game called the knockout game. It's not even a game. It's oh, just yeah, I think I, I remember, I think I remember that. that one. People, oh, I remember that remember shit. That's it. That's the premise. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that alone got you on high level. Mind you, uh yesterday me and my coworkers was talking about growing up in New York and I, we was talking about how Back in the day when you was younger, you could not go to school on Halloween because that's when all the gang initiations was happening. That's when they was attacking women on the junction. They was just out here wilding. So being a young person and just trying to just going to school, (laughs) you could develop some shit because all that shit is drama is traumatizing. Facts. And even probably back then, like between freshman Fridays, oh baby, oh yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be a freshman on a Friday. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just wild. You know what I'm saying? And all the things that you'd see, like when we were younger, I don't think we processed it as PTSD back then. But we know like certain triggers, like yo, can't go there or can't do this or yo, see a color, gotta back up, gotta walk the other way home. You know what I'm saying? Like, and those things just were like minor back. I mean, they were major, but for us. You know, yeah, we were like too little, young to really comprehend yeah, what was really going on. Because exactly. you always talk about how you and your sister, when you was outside, when y'all was growing up in Brownsville, how y'all used to just have to duck randomly because yeah, guns were shooting. shooting. Right. I mean, I'm, I don't think you're doing anything behavior-wise now at this point, but I can imagine somebody that, you know, is never comfortable in those surroundings or just mm-hmm. never comfortable in general because... You never know, never know yeah. when shit would Especially pop now off. when I go back to Brooklyn, I'm in certain neighborhoods. I'm, I remember when this used to happen over here. So now I'm still looking like, uh, exactly, like, like I don't want to go in this neighborhood or I don't want to walk down the street. It might be better, street. but just probably seeing a specific thing. Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. like. Symbols or certain yeah. things could trigger something like, yo, that's that spot where I had to duck when that shit went down. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? I had to run because somebody was just busting because it they was just a felt money. like, yeah. So that being said, do you feel as though PTSD makes a stereotype oh like in the sense of i remember i think this was like a j cole interview from years ago and he was saying how it was fucked up but it was just basically how he was programmed if when he was living in new york city if he was walking if it was late at night he's walking down the street he sees a white person intersecting with him he's gonna you know not feel no type of way but if he sees somebody that looks like him late at night he's gonna feel like he gotta you know yeah, be on guard. Yeah, be on guard and be a little bit tense because he know, he don't know if this person has, you know, Ill pure intent, Ill, yeah. Ill intentions. So right. I feel like based on how you grew up or where you grew up, you kind of develop, a you know, this form of stereotyping that not necessarily like you dislike people or you dislike a certain race. It's just that from where you the neighborhood you come from or the things that you see, you start to look at people differently. Because I definitely fall in that same category where it's like, I don't expect harm from white people to a certain extent. But at the same time, if it's late at night and I see somebody that's Hispanic or somebody that's black, I know I got to keep myself, you know, be aware because you don't know what somebody could possibly do. And it's wrong because that same white person could... We we see that shit on the news all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the weird, that's, And that's what makes it weird because it's like, even though we may not specifically be going through certain situations but you see on the news as you said like you know woman gets attacked by guy you know 86 year old whatever and like, it's worse for women chick, when chick we got get into slashed, it just saw a, a story about some dude slashing this chick because i guess she didn't give him the time of day or some shit like that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like and these scenarios that we see online on the news they happen all the time so now you consuming that information now it's like all right well that shit could be me next that shit could be somebody i know you know what I'm saying? And that may make you stereotype certain people, but at the same time, it's a, I think it's a uh, defense mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Because no one wants to be the next headline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in the sense of just protecting yourself, you might stereotype certain situations, but, I mean, if the shit looks fucking shady, like, you'd rather be cautious than just be like, all right, well, it could be nothing. Yeah. It's true. You don't want to be a hashtag. You definitely don't. And... Yeah, for women, it's ex- extremely worse because y'all can't. For most black men, they're probably in fear of the police or other black men. Right. In terms of women, especially black women, they have to basically, well, not have to be, but they really can't trust anybody. Mm-mm. Can't trust white people to a certain extent. Can't trust 
black people to a certain extent can't trust different sexes the same sex like we've seen numerous scenarios where women are harmed regardless of mm-hmm. ethnic background sexual orientation so i would not be surprised if we were to pull a group of women and you know discuss the kind of behavioral things that they do i wouldn't be surprised at those sort of results like i remember um i remember that dude chris classic i don't know if y'all follow him on social media but i remember he was talking about uh well he didn't even talk about it he just put up a post like you know if you're a woman and you've ever what at what point did you ever feel like you were not sexually abused but some creep shit started to happen and the messages that flooded in those comments was just disturbing and eye-opening like seven eight nine years old of men doing this men doing that and it's like this is at a young age so this is when they're in controlled environments if you're that young and things are happening to you at home or school imagine when you're an adult when you're out and about doing shit like wasn't that like a couple weeks ago that girl got raped in a club in Atlanta? Yeah, like it. I think I heard about that. Yeah, like maybe. shit is crazy out here. So imagine, imagine not only that happening, but it happened in the public, and now it's out for the whole entire world to see. Yeah, but this, I mean, it's been happening for years. Now we just have more eyes <laughs> and cameras to catch these things. You know what I'm saying? So. Just the fact that you're hearing more of these stories now is not necessarily because it's happening more. It's just the fact that these certain instances are being exposed more because we have social media, because we have things to, like, kind of capture these moments. And, you know, then you have to imagine, like, yo, how much of these incidents have occurred that and have we not been documented? Heard. You know what I mean? Like, the numbers have to be astronomical to the point where it's just like, well, fuck, where am I safe? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's really reached that point where it's like you not really safe anywhere. And I mean, I didn't want to get to this point uh, prior, but um, yeah, when it comes to not being safe anywhere, I'm, I was, we was just talking about this off air. I just happened to be on Facebook. And I, God knows. First mistake. Go on. The only reason why I keep Facebook is because I have to have business accounts for yeah. social media. Business accounts. And even though they've done that, you know, now they put that block that says, you know, this is a graphic, Im- uh, this is a graphic video, graphic mm-hmm. image. Do not Some shit's probably getting through, though. I, for whatever reason, I still tapped on it. And it was a video clip on the 7 train. I don't know if it was this older gentleman that they were trying to rob. It looked like a group of Hispanic d- boys or whatever. They was trying to rob him. He was fighting back. It looked like they was trying to take his wallet out of his pocket. And then all you hear is, all you see is somebody pull out a gun and just start, they probably let off at least a good 10 shots and just left them there. They shot him? Yeah, they shot him. I don't know if he's alive, or, but they just shot him. So let's, And this is yeah. not even the middle of the night. This is, like the sun is out. Right. Early Broad in the day. Daylight. Broad daylight. And somebody was recording. I mean, in that instance, I guess it's fine because now you could at least identify the culprits to a certain right. extent. Because they, it was like a good quality, uh, video. But it's like, fuck. So let's dissect that for a moment. Because now there's different elements here, and I mean, you kind of become a part of that. Because all right, you're on Facebook. You see, you see a video that is being blocked for whatever graphic reason. You decide to click on it because you're either curious or just like, all right, what the fuck could this be? You know what I'm saying? Then you watch this tragic event. Now you're affected. Is it the fault of you as the viewer deciding to view this content even though there was a warning? Or is it the fault of whoever shared it to say, like, yo, this is fucked up. you got to see this. Because that's what I was thinking about, like, just thinking of this topic and just thinking Mm -hmm. about how we tend to expose ourselves to traumatic experiences, not because it's beneficial, but more in the sense of, like, we're all about the shock value these days. We're all about, like, yo, I saw this shit. It's fucked up. Yo, y'all got to see this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, why do we tend to like gravitate towards this type of content that is traumatic or triggering or like well in that scenario me and that person is both at fault because i did click on it knowing what could possibly be on well not knowing what was on the other side but knowing it was something graphic but then at the same time if i remember vaguely it wasn't like oh look at this 
look at what happened. We need to identify these people. It was like, yeah. oh, look at this crazy shit that happened the other day. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily yeah, they were trying to what, inform. That's what bothers Or me. trying to gather information to, you know, seek some sort of justice. It was like, right. yo, this shit is wild. Look what they're doing out here. Right. So in that scenario, you're both at fault. That's one scenario. So that's that's more of a blanket, like, all right, you don't know what's going on. But let's say um, the whole scenario with the dude, uh, Philas- uh, Philandro Castile, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole Facebook Live thing. People knew what it was. You know, It's not like, oh, well, what is this? Let me click on it. People knew what was happening. Like it was a Facebook Live. Dude was in his car with his, wife, with his girl and his kid and cop, you know, outside. And then he gets shot. You know what I mean? Like. That alone is already a traumatic experience. Now, people are sharing this shit. People are like, you know, it's circulating around now. You know what's going on. And people decide, yo, I, I have to watch this for whatever reason inside of them. Mm-hmm. Knowing that is something traumatic. Now, you know, you have the people that are like, yo, I got to watch this because I just have to see what's going on. Then you have the other side who's like, yo, don't share this shit because I don't need that type of energy in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, And once again, now, now that you're aware, now that the user is aware of the type of content that they're consuming... Is it the fault of the user again to, for consuming the shit, or is it more the person that decided? Well, I mean, obviously the girlfriend decided to share the shit for the sense of justice. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, yo, this shit's crazy, y'all. Facebook, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously that was done intentionally, but it's like, I think it all depends because it all depends on what you're watching it for. Because I think in this, I think for that specific situation where people were watching that video, I think because we had reached a point at that time where it's like. There's no way that you're going to kill somebody. Right. And there's video evidence and we're not going to get justice this time. So I think it's like almost that it's almost that shock value of like there's no way in hell this going to go on and nothing happens. So I think that's why more people more people were tuned in 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 that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I, def- I, I definitely wanted to see exactly what happened i don't even think i watched the whole thing i don't even think it was the point of him getting shot but i wanted to see like what happened to the point y'all niggas act like y'all y'all can't see any fault here yeah i think that's the standpoint of most people that like, are probably how you watching see it. no fault yeah it was like, like trying to what? make sense of yeah how like, could wait, this what? how could this person get off by legally well not even legally how could this person get off by killing somebody on video for no absolute reason mm-hmm. with his wife and kids in the vehicle i think that's what most people were watching it for of course i don't know but like naima was saying earlier but you know even though it's like an asshole joke that he was making about um the boats the boats cruises uh i was talking to a co-worker the other day and i was telling him how i was prepping for this next episode because he asked me about the show because he he listens to the show shout out to him so he asked me about the show and i was telling him i was thinking about doing this pts D episode and he was like oh that's interesting or whatever and I was telling him the angles that I was trying to take and then he was like oh by the way I've also heard like there's been studies that show that PTSD might actually be genetic like it could be passed down from generation to generation so even though for you you were saying it as a joke ancestral PTSD it's a I mean based based on Harvard's report it might be a real thing well they did studies and show it could possibly be a real thing so basically, uh, the, I mean, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just to uh, go through this, it's like um, that, you know, usually PTSD involves people from that participated in war or combat or rape victims. And that even though many people are exposed to even traumatic uh, events, they don't develop PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that's and they're probably and they're saying that's because of their genes like you. Based on your genes, if it's not something that's common in your bloodline, you could go through a traumatic experience and not that's suffer PTSD. through PTSD after the fact. Okay. As opposed to other people, based on their bloodline, they may deal with it after a traumatic experience. This is Harvard right. studies. I'm not fact-checking. Interest- it was just an article. It, it is an interesting find or interesting conclusion. I personally don't think it has... I don't know how valid that is unless they did some type of crazy experiments and shit. Um, I think I think it just depends on the person, how they consume trauma. Things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like certain things can be mathematic and it's just like, all right, well, shit happens every day, B. 
And then there's others that's like, oh, shit, like this has happened to me. And now it's kind of consuming in a sense. It's a part of me now. And I can't really just shake it. You know what I mean? So really, that might just come down to apathy. To be and honest. I think, well, moving moving on, I think the reason why they, they uh, are saying this is because they found that uh, PTSD and other mental disorders like being schizophrenic have shared share some sort of genetic overlap. So if you have schizophrenia in your family, there is a chance that you could develop yeah, that as well. That. So yeah, if sense. there's a genetic overlap, then they're probably saying, well, if your family has, you know, because, for example, Jewish people. Of, yeah, you if know. you had like a great-great-grandmother that dealt with the Holocaust, that could be something that could possibly be passed down mm-hmm. in your genes. Interesting. Yeah, it was a interesting article. I would think I would, it's more, I would, I mean... The genetic part of it is is interesting. I would just think it's more historic than anything because, you know, like genes, you know, historical events are passed down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like slavery, the only reason why we know so much about slavery as it stands now is because of the historical records and accounts that have been passed down from certain from those generations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying without those records, we'd only have a very askew like version of what slavery was and we wouldn't really have a bigger picture. So you know, with all those things passed down, and as we know, history repeats itself. So you learn about this very tragic event in history, which is slavery, and then, you know, you kind of make the parallels to today. So then it was like, damn, like, you know, that monumental event still rip- has ripples to today, mm-hmm. and that historical PTSD could be a thing. To where it's like, I, you know, experience racism, or experience, like, you know, social in the workplace, or social injustice, or, you know... All these things, you know, especially for people who have been a part of that fight or been a part of those experiences in the 60s and 70s and and they see these things happening now. So, like, as time progresses, certain, certain, um, I guess, behaviors or certain mentalities kind of transfer with each generation, especially as similar things keep happening. So, yeah, I think a historical PTSD is definitely a thing. The genetic thing, as I said, I would have to see some, like, actual... I don't know, numbers, well, research. PTSD, or... genetically, no. But shit like schizophrenia, like anything that could be mental, I would say yes. Yeah, same. Because PTSD could be triggered from something. Schizophrenia stuff is more mental. So I feel like a lot of times that can be passed down. It, it has been um, situations when you could tell, like, oh, you're a little off, you might, kid might be off too. Like autistic children and stuff like that. If you're... Right. Mm-hmm. If like your aunt or dad or somebody had it, it's a chance that your, your child can have it too, as well as being deaf. So certain things can be passed down. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and just to wrap up that article briefly, in the U.S., one in nine women will suffer from PTSD, as opposed to one in twenty men, mm-hmm. which is a crazy number. And like, it kind of almost goes back to what I was saying about how women can definitely have it tougher yeah and that aspect. everything triggers me especially being on the train like i don't like when men get too close to me i just don't like it like tra- it really blows my sh- like i really get tight trigger. the whole train i really get tight yeah like even if i'm walking down the street and i feel like i see a shadow on the floor and it says man i stop and i let him walk in front of me or i slow down just to see like wh- what are you doing i've but seen I've, i don't it just i get really I've nervous seen that i get nervous num- around too i've many seen men. that numerous times like I got long limbs, so I walk fast regardless. But I definitely have seen scenarios where I'm just walking just to go to wherever the fuck I need to go, not paying attention to nobody, and I've seen women stop because I'm walking past them. Mm-hmm. Or walking, or it might be like in a scenario where you're walking behind a woman, not intentionally doing anything, just like yeah. flow of traffic, and then they might like look back, stop, or whatever the case would be, because there have been scenarios where probably some dude was walking behind them, and yeah. then... Yo, you're, and now they feel unsafe, and now it's mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah. yeah and it kind of goes with the whole stereotyping thing. It's like, you know, six four guy just walking fast, dressed in black. He got Tim's on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't feel safe. Not exactly a <laughs> nice picture, but I mean, yeah, around I mean, women st- too. Stereotype. I mean, stereotype or not, it's just like once again, you don't want to become a statistic. You don't like. It's better to take that precaution and be be mindful of of what could be what could happen in a respectful way instead of it being like i every time you know a person walks behind you you're you know what i'm saying like it's it's really circumstantial like if if let's say you're in a crowd and somebody happens to be walking behind you in the day 
is more understandable than like you walking at like two o'clock in the morning and dudes right behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think the circumstances definitely play a role there. It's not going to be like, yo, every time someone's walking behind you, yo, what you do? Yo, yo, yo. I like, don't know. I feel like that a lot of the times. Well, <laughs> I do. No, I don't think it's circumstantial. Nah. It'd be, I mean, uh, it'd be I'm full of people it's outside. Especially, especially because a lot of times out. most people have headphones on. So if I have my headphones on and I'm walking and I just feel something behind me, I'm, I see a shadow. A lot of times I'm looking out at the floor to see like who's behind me or whatever. Right. I just slow down because I don't know if it's a woman, I don't know if it's a man. And even if it's a woman, I still don't feel comfortable. You can definitely walk in front of me because you're walking too fast upon me. And then I'm short, so automatically I'm a little nervous because niggas is usually taller than me, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other day I'm walking to my sister's job to go pick up something. And there's just like a two girls just standing in the middle of the block not moving. So automatically I feel like you're trying me. So now I feel like... <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. It's it's, it's common courtesy. If you see someone walking, you step out the way a little bit. But oh, if you're just, were, standing there, just standing there, just standing there, and yeah. they and you're looking at me walking, so it's like, well, what are you doing? Okay. Like I, I feel they like, like they plotting. I yeah. They were just minding the business. Okay, so then I'm like, different. so then automatically you're triggered. Like, and I need to be on point in case I walk past you and y'all turn around and do yeah. something to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like little yeah. things like that, especially as a woman, because some people, other women might not like you just because you're cute or in like your bag so they just they just people just want to fuck with you sometimes yeah so you never know like i know for myself like i get up early to go to work i don't turn on my headphones until i get inside the train station just in case Mm -hmm. because i get up early sun's not even out so just in case because the the there's corner stores that open up that early so Mm -hmm. you don't know what type and who the fuck is going to corner store at five o'clock in the morning you would be surprised and usually those are not the people that you need to be associating yourself with in those scenarios so I, I don't even turn my headphones on i have them on physically on my yeah, head yeah but, but i don't turn but it don't be on i don't turn on the music just in yeah. case if i hear anything crazy i mean mainly for the rats but <laughs> if keys. but any if the, anything happens i gotta be aware because yeah. never know i think i think everyone should be more aware in general in 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 those type of situations but specifically where you know the height or the chance of something like crazy happening is a little more heightened. You know what I'm saying? You you know, lower your music, have one earbud in, or whatever the case may be, and just be mindful of your surroundings. Because at that point, I don't even think it's PTSD. I think it's just more, just safety mechanisms. You know what I'm saying? Even if nothing has ever happened Which to I'd you be before, stressed. you know what I'm saying? But it's stressful, yeah, because <laughs> you gotta constantly have your head on a swivel. Fucking like, stressed. yeah. So I don't even say that's like. Oh, I think it, I think it's a ba- yeah. I think it's a balance of both. It's a mix. Because, I mean, we could get into this next, but with everything that you see, even if it doesn't happen to you directly, mm-hmm. just seeing some shit is like, yo, fam, I'm never thinking, yo, I'm going to get robbed and possibly shot at on the fucking 7 train going to work and going to home. Now I have to be very aware when the sun is out, middle of the day, mm-hmm. to see if, you know... Some young niggas ain't got nothing better to do. <sighs> the youth. And that, you know, we could tie into that is like, can, so I'm, I guess we've already answered it, but can TV and social media cause a form of PTSD? Because I know after I watched that clip, I was fucked up. Yeah, I was really fucked up. I think up. so. Because there's one thing for, it you triggers rob, fear it's you. one thing for you to rob somebody, but you shot him. Right. And I don't even know if he's alive. You shot him several times. So it's like, if you have no regard for life for this random person you never met. The fo- yeah, I feel I, like so right. something has to be truly, truly, like, that wrong happened. with you. And you had to do, like, you're, first of all, why you rock with him? Then on top of that, it's like, you feel the need to shoot him? Yeah. Like, at that point, you feel the need to take his life? For why? And it's all of y'all on one person. Like, wait, yeah. what's it happening? heartbreaking, yo. You hear a woman screaming in the back, like, no, no, leave him alone. And I, I briefly read the comments and somebody was, because I only watched the video once. It was like somebody said, I think they were stabbing him too. So it's like, yo, fam, what what are you doing? It's for y'all. I'm already tired. And I haven't seen the video. Like, and that, and, and I think just that instance of me just being like, I roll what, like, it's really just comes down to desensitization. Because you see so much of this shit all the time. I mean, and with TV, you could really separate I think with television outside of like more fictional television, like you might mm-hmm. see these scenarios happen. It's like, all right, there's a suspense of disbelief there. Like, you know, like, all right, this is fictional, this is TV, yeah. you know, this is scripted. So even if it's a realistic situation, you could separate that. But if you watch the news, which 
well, fuck me. If you if you want a trigger, watch the 11 o'clock news because everything is bad. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, you watch the news and you, like, you are online and you see all these links and all these articles and all the shit, like, you know, chick gets robbed, dude gets slashed, baby gets chucked out of, I don't know what the fuck, but all these things and it comes to a point where it's like, you see it, you read it, you get sad and then at that point, some point you just get numb. It's just like, well, the fuck. Yeah, that's why I try to avoid it as much as I can. I don't know what made me. Yeah, I don't know what made me slip up that one moment. I think I was just, I just got caught up. But yeah, I don't watch the news, social media. I'm pretty good at gauging the type of people I follow. Definitely gonna have to do a purge on my Facebook. But um, (laughs) yeah, for the most part, usually I don't find out things until after the fact. Or if it's something that's really, really major and everybody's talking about it, yeah. then you can't avoid it. But for the most part, a lot of shit I do not catch the wave about because I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be desensitized. And I, at the same time, I don't want that to shit. I don't want that to be the norm as well. Yeah, it's kind of hard though. I mean, certain things like definitely pull me or definitely like affect me, and then other things are just like well, another day. What like what? Because you feel powerless at a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you get the sense of how you feel powerless, it's like, well, what the fuck can I do? So it's just like, I this fucked up shit happens. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that, and that, and that's probably the the worst side of PTSD, where to the point where you just like you, you feel defeated. You feel defeated. Nothing you can do about it. You don't hold the power anymore. So it's just like, if shit happens, then fuck. Like, how? What can I do to change the outcome? What can I do to kind of reverse the shit? Because it's all around me. Maybe else to say. Great yeah. point. Great point. Not at the moment. So, um, race and PTSD, because yes. I, I mean, that was the overall question that I had with, as being a minority, being a person of color, do you feel as though we are programmed to have PTSD? And I think you kind of jumped to it already with, um, you know, well, more so from the genetic, the historical fact of, you know. Mm-hmm everybody that dealt with the civil rights movement and now how racism has evolved to what it is today. So I feel as though you, you probably are programmed because we're already coming from, if you're lucky and you don't have to deal with this, you're probably coming from an environment that may be hostile depending on the neighborhood that you're dealing with. Or even if you don't, you may be traveling to a school where things are hostile because even though my neighborhood you know, I grew up in East Flatbush for a majority of my life. My neighborhood wasn't that bad, but going to junior high school and then going to high school, that's when I would see wild see shit. shit go down, that's when I would see kids get jumped. That's when I'm traveling, going to work. That's when I would see wild shit. When I was dating a chick from the Bronx and riding a train home, that's when I would see like wild that shit on the train. You know, dudes getting flipped or dudes getting robbed like right in front of me casually right like it's just another day in the hood Fam, it's like it's 10 o'clock on a monday can we all just like get to work on time and safe yeah like even this morning i i thought i was gonna be late to work because somebody was on the train tracks it is 6 a.m what are you doing on the tracks bro 6 a.m why are you on the train tracks at j street metro tech center chasing mm-hmm. rats or the rent is mad low downtown i mean <laughs> it's mad low on the ground yeah. i'm just saying but i feel yeah, as though for people of color, we've reached a point, I don't know if and many people will admit to that, but I feel like you, you do go through some form of PTSD. And it doesn't even have to be something, you know, traumatic to the extent of, you know, crime or abuse or things of that nature. Just living from a societal standpoint could be a form of PTSD. I mean, how many people are fucking probably discouraged that, you know, they went to school pay have to take out a loan and now they can't even get a fucking job Mm -hmm. i just got an email at work the other day about somebody that needed a refund for something because they are now in some sort of program because they graduated school and they can't pay for their fucking website shit like that could be fucking a form of ptsd like you could be i don't know where my next meal is coming from because i can't get a job in my field Mm right and my not only do i gotta pay my rent and I got to pay for food. Um, federal government is asking me to start making payments on my loan now. Right. So I feel like, yeah, you can, as being a person of color, you probably deal with some form of PTSD in some way or another. 
Yeah, especially if you're like, especially if it's like blatant, you catching L's left and right. You know, you've seen things happen to other people in sim- similar situations. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, this is just, it just comes with the game. You know what I mean? Like, I can't avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Just being black in America alone is a trigger. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could be very overwhelming. It could be very overwhelming. And I even, I mean, you know, once again, I'm in therapy. I haven't even nipped, like, I'm at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to just those things. I've even, I haven't even gotten to the part where it's like, yo, me just being a black man in America, how do I even navigate life? Because the fuck. I've definitely, <laughs> like, I've definitely had those moments where I've sat in my crib and I've really just, I won't say suck into depression, but. I definitely had those moments where I felt absolutely defeated, where I really don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because what I was doing at that point was not helping and I didn't have a solution. I really didn't have a solution. And thankfully, I guess I'm ignorant enough to, you know, (laughs) not deal with this shit and just fucking move on. But I can imagine how many people were probably in the same position and, you know, they either take their own lives, they fall into drugs, or, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, the typical, oh, you came from a single parent home and, you know, you grew up in the hood and you didn't have food and things of that nature. Sometimes just being an, a fucking adult <laughs> can be PTSD. Be. The amount of people who have admitted <gasps> to me, like, yo, they've been also almost contemplating, like, taking their life on some real shit, like, too, too many. <laughs> like it's just yeah. and just like I can't even wrap my brain around it in the sense of like not even in the sense of like a privilege where I was like oh it can't be that bad it can never get that bad but it's just more like what is that one point that breaking point that will make you think like yo game over life well, all right well better than this shit like I can't I can't even I can't even begin to imagine like that shit's wild and it's, it's not wild in the sense of like yo they're wilding but it's a wild like your life could get that pressureful, you know what I'm saying, to where the PTSDs and the and the depressions and all those triggers just, you know, it's too much for one person to handle, which sometimes yeah. it is. Yeah. And that being said, it's like another thing people need to stop doing is also trying to, I think we've mentioned this before, is like comparing everybody's struggles. Like just because my circumstances are different than your circumstances doesn't mean they're not valid. Of course. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm tired of people talking about it or posting on social media like, oh, you ain't deal with this. So whatever you got going on, ain't it ain't a real issue. It's like it's not a real issue for you, maybe. But right. for that individual, it's very major. fucking real. It's major. Fam, we had a whole ass person just talk about his whole life story on this podcast. Right. And now I feel like, well, my problems aren't that bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not that bad. Saying, but at like, the same time. It's still mine. And it's, it's still, still yeah, no, yeah, it's still, still something yours. you have to deal with on a day to day basis. Right. And God forbid you're not strong enough to deal with it. That's Thankfully true. for Chris, he was strong enough to deal with all you know, his ups and downs in his life. And he also sought help too, which a lot of people I mean, we've know. seen numerous cases of people that are quote unquote well off take their own life. Well, there you go. So it doesn't really matter what's you know, your social economic status. If it's something that fucking troubles you it troubles it you. fucking how many celebrities we've seen falling into drugs? Facts. And we and I, I've, everybody has done it. It's like, oh, how could you, you know, do stuff like that? You know, you you have all this money, you have all this fame. It's like that don't mean shit. That means absolutely nothing. Yeah, money doesn't buy you happiness. I mean, you could give it to me if it doesn't make you happy, but shit, I could use a couple of racks right now. Honestly, I'm just saying we need to have a cash app for the show, please. Because these studio payments do get SIPod. quite heavy. Well, we don't have one, but if we were to have one, it would be dollar sign SI Podcast. <laughs> coming soon. But, you know, after all these points that we've made, I wanted to end off with like actual ways to cope with PTSD so people can actually, you know, think about some things that they could do or possibly indulge in so that. You know, if you're listening and you realize, like, look, I might be dealing with some shit that I need to take care of, you have some outlets. So the first one they mention is counseling. Obviously, therapy is probably the number one thing. I think especially for people of color, we are preconditioned to bottle everything up, especially black men. 
So hands up. There's nothing wrong with, you know, talking to your friends, talking to anybody that's listening that's going to give you constructive advice. But if you are in the position to seek therapy, please go and do so. Right. Because there's no better help than an actual professional. Because yeah. sometimes you may share certain things, and I almost forgot this point. Have y'all seen that video of that kid that went downstairs to talk to his mother about, I guess, his father touching him? It was a boy. I thought it was a girl. No, oh, whatever. Sense. Well, I didn't. I didn't say the. You sex. didn't watch it. I didn't. I couldn't. I saw the first. It was like a the ten part clip on Instagram. After the first one, I cut it off. Oh, I couldn't no. do it. So a little girl went downstairs to tell her mom that her boyfriend had been touching her, and the mother pretty much blamed her, like, "Oh, cause you trying to take my man? Why you walking around house in booty shorts anyway?" How she sounded like yada. she was like eight. She she, 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 she was a young child. She was sixteen. Oh, she was sixteen. Well, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter the age. But yeah. yeah. And a mother. But, you know, what bothered me the most is that I had a conversation with a client and she was talking about how she gets forced to kids. And she's like, I will never adopt um, an older girl. And I'm like, well, those are the girls who usually need the most help because no one wants to help them. Nobody wants to sit down and talk to little girls anymore. Ask mm-hmm. them, like, what the fuck is wrong with you and why are you behaving this way? She was like, because I had one and she was fresh and, you know, she was trying to take my man. I'm like, first of all, if your man is even attracted to a little girl, that's a problem right then and there. Right, that's Can't no, flag number one. no child be trying yeah. to take your man away from you. How fucking and insecure, how insecure are you? Like, that a child, quick a child. Let's say she was fresh. How you know, how you don't know she was probably like sex trafficked or some shit like that. And that's what I tell her. How you know she ever been molested or raped or anything like you, not saying that's, no, it is, that that can be a reason sometimes. Girls become very promiscuous after, um, the fact. after being right. raped because they feel like, well, this is normal behavior. Normal behavior because this is what was taken from me. So I guess it's what I'm supposed to do. Right. And but either, either way, it can't be like it, the onus of that can't be blamed on, on the child. Not at all. But the mother was really pissed. She was like, because I'm tired of you keep telling me this bullshit. He well, a good. Dumb. He a good man. Like, what does Hun, that being a good man got to do? I, I and she like, so what do he do? She was like, when you guys be coming home from the club at night, he be coming in my room and he touched me in places he shouldn't. Right. And she sounded like she was like literally on the verge of tears. And her mother was yeah. pissed. Like, no, this is my man. You're trying to take him away from me. You always so come in here telling me this bullshit. Up. Like, she was really cursing the little girl out. And I was like, That's what? why I couldn't watch it. Because I, I watched the come first on. part of the first clip. And when she, she was just like, oh, he, he came into my room again. Her tone and the yeah. way she kind of like looked back. It's like, the fuck you want? Right. Are you telling me this shit again? Well, the, Son, I was so fucking heated beyond, and disgusted. Beyond, I mean, beyond the, the, the implications of what was happening, the mom has her own shit that she has to figure out because she probably has been through some shit like that. And, yeah, he probably, and, he, and, in those cases, he probably be beating her ass. Who the fuck knows what's going on? But she's, I don't want to say well, hopefully, dumb. Hopefully but, that girl does get help because I don't think she anybody re- revealed her name or anything i think it was kind of like anonymous or whatever mm-hmm. she just put it out hopefully she gets out but the only reason why that made me think about that because with the counseling we do there are circumstances where people do share and sometimes you're not sharing to a source that needs can't to help hear, you that can help you right. so if you are able to get you know some professional help please go do so and and just to preface that therapy is not for everybody I think, I think a lot of people need to understand that as well. It's not for everybody. It's you not have to, to come in with an open mind. It's not right. It's not to say that you can't have it, but you have to have an open mind and you have to be able to receive the information or receive, right. you know, the help needed. You know what I'm saying? There are other ways. There are other outlets that you could utilize. You know what I'm saying? Like outside of the professional help, if you have someone to talk to or if you have like someone that you could confide in, that's cool. But just know that. You know, at the end of the day, you have to be open to recognize that you need the help, right. regardless of where it comes from. Yeah. And that's the first steps. Because if you ever watch any of those TV shows where, like, for example, like Friends from College, mm-hmm. and I think uh, one of the characters on there was start, was going to uh, therapy, she was just pretty much arguing with her therapist the whole time. Right. And she just kept repeating the same fuck shit that keep getting her in trouble. And that's that's f- funny enough you mentioned that. Um because that's something that I had to be mindful of when I was, you know, going through these first couple of sessions. Like, sometimes I tend to be defensive. defensive. No, not even defensive, but or know it all. So, oh, in yeah. the sense of like, if nobody know, can know you better than yourself, right? If she if she's mentioning something, then I like a part of me felt like quick to like jump and say, "Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that." Because mm-hmm. obviously, we want to seem like everything is okay, but I had to kind of take myself back and realize, like, all right, I might have I might have thought of this before, but I am not trying to sit here and assume anything about myself or 
jump the gun and say like, yo, I know, I know, I know. Because if, if that's the case, if I knew all the shit, then why am I Yeah, you want to be <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? So here. that's another thing to be mindful of. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go through these somewhat quickly since we're short on time. Mm-hmm. But mindfulness, I think uh, a lot of times we kind of ignore our thoughts. It's like they're thoughts, but then it's like, eh, I was bugging. It's like, nah. Uh, you weren't bugging. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were bugging, but you need to realize you were bugging. And be aware of your thoughts and the things that you do. Exercise is also a good form to deal with PTSD because, you know, yeah, like you said, it's a stress reliever. It keeps you your mind clear. It keeps you focused on, you know, your your goals while you're in the gym and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle changes. The examples they give was like, you know, changing your diet or switching things Put up. down the Henny. Pick up some Dasani. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, not the Sunny. I'm just being <laughs> Don't pick up the Sunny. Yeah, that's spring right now. Yeah. Right. Mm. So there's that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hashtag uh, more filter. <laughs> I have a filter at home thing. I'll fix it when I get home. Another one was journaling. Sometimes, if I guess in those circumstances where you don't want to talk to anybody about what you're dealing with, if you write it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it's <laughs> I recently come to a running joke about Moesha. <laughs> And how, like, every episode she used to write in her diary. <laughs> it's just funny. It's an inside joke, but it's hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> he interrupted me for that. That's what he's going to tell us. <laughs> no, it's just funny. Uh, and then spending time with people. And I think a lot of times when people deal with PTSD, they start to isolate themselves. And it's like nobody can understand what I'm dealing with. And sometimes it's like, oh, you sometimes you ignore the support system that's already there for you. Right. That's very true. I've recently been trying to reconnect with friends and other people that I used to talk to more frequently. Um, so that's something that I'm working on actively. Like, if like if someone co- crosses your mind and stuff like that, instead of being like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. All right, whatever. Reach out. Actually, yeah, shoot actually text. reach out. Maybe try using, you know, there's this thing, there's this app on your phone um, that you can use. Uh, you can use it to, like, call people. I think it's called the phone app. It's mad crazy. Like, it comes with every phone. You should try it. That's wild. What the fuck I'm calling? Just not <laughs> All right, you phone. missed the point. The point is reaching out. I was just saying as a, as a source of reaching out, you oh, can call please people. Please crop Use that your video. Voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> with her face. Please crop that Damn, video. You, I need that. That just went right over here. That's a new meme. Try, call, try, try calling people. I don't care. Maybe. Try it once. Try it once a month. Okay. Pretend you got minutes. Do I before like nine. I got enough people in my phone that I talk to on a weekly, daily basis. Do you call them? And if you're not... And that, then I'm probably not gonna talk to you. All right, so treat it like top five, like T Mobile. I'm not Drake. Nope. Jesus Christ. Try calling one person a week. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Not I'm yet, trying to help yet. you. <laughs> Thank everybody. You, you. Thank everybody for tuning in. As always, shout out to our executive producer, Bianca. Gang. As always. Um, you can catch the episode every Monday on. Most streaming platforms, Spotify, yes, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much any and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you can always visit the website, sipodcast.com. You can hit us up on our email, askus at sipodcast.com. You can just always DM us if you want to be on the show. All right. I said this fucking salute. Oh, Wait, before you go into that rant, before you let, start me, rant. let yeah. me plug... My thing, please. Oh, my, please. my apologies. Thank you. We, okay. we, have, we have a real We have a real happening. situation happening here, guys. <laughs> if you follow myself and the podcast, um, then you know that I have a dog. Um, his name is Pacey. And recently, he was diagnosed with a tumor on his liver. So, he has cancer. Um, so, I have a GoFundMe to where I'm trying to raise as much money as possible to cover the rest of the fee. So I'll just tell you guys what happened because I know y'all want to know why y'all giving me money. Mm-hmm. Um, we had insurance for him. A lot of people asked that I have insurance. Yes, I had insurance for him. But what happened with the insurance, mm-hmm. they told me that I would have to pay up front and then they would reimburse me my money. And that's not what they initially told me. So right now we're trying to raise um, the last $5,000 or so. Right now we're almost at 1000 in three days. Um, so everyone who's donated, I really, really appreciate it. So if you can and you follow me at Naima um, underscore Simone on Instagram, I, on Instagram, oh, I have geez. the link in my bio. I always post on the um, podcast Instagram story as well. So you can always, you know, find me through there if you need to. And um, hit the link, donate $10, $20, $5, anything. Um, spread the word. 
Um, anything you could do, I appreciate it because I'm trying to save my baby. As we speak right now, I'm donating because I believe in the future. <laughs> is, that, is that the message? Here? It is amazing. <laughs> the, I really the future is dog. <laughs> well, there you go. Some some and I understand some people are not into animals and some people don't understand how you can connect to it. But like this is this is my baby, and um he's not dying right now. But if he doesn't get this removed, then he will succumb to it. So I'm trying to avoid that. the link is also on the web the link is also on the website as well as soon as you jump in that's like the first thing on the very top of the website so do your part and don't be a bum in other words (laughs) don't be a bum I appreciate it. So but, much. um, yeah, that's it. That's all. Oh, yeah. My Steven wants to be mean, right? <laughs> After that heartfelt this moment guy's we monster. had, I'll let him I'm just saying, night. nah, because I told people, if you're going to email us about being on the show, make sure you actually send something in detail. Give us an angle. Give us something to work with. That's why when Steven sent that screenshot in the group chat, I answered the way I did. I'm like, I'm definitely not responding. I never responded. That shit was dumb. To be fair. And it was like, <laughs> I, as soon as I posted it, well, no. I think right before I posted it, I had just got another email from this from somebody uh, saying they wanted to be on the show, and it was like, "Yo, you only do A, B, and C. Like, how the fuck am I gonna stretch this out to sixty minutes?" Right. So it's like, I'm good. Cause I've like, gotten it to where it's like, "Hey, I do this and that." I'm like, "Okay, so will you want to come on the show and talk about? I don't know. We could talk about this. That got nothing to do with the fuck you just told me. You right. talking about you're an engineer." And you want to talk about, I don't know, suck a dick in the alley. That has nothing to do, just saying, that what has nothing to it? do or correlate with you Did being an engineer. Did she get while she was in the alley? How you know it was a, a girl, first what of all? twist? No, that's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Please but, email us back so you can be on the show. Yeah, no, um, but not. Nah. But uh, all in all, yeah, don't do not do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, it's dumb. And don't ask us no fucking... Obvious question. Obvious fucking question is like, are there men and women on the show? No, it's just, it's led by fucking dogs. I was so it's upset. dogs on the mic. Yeah, I mean that might be a good podcast. That should be dope. You, y'all know I listen oh, to. Oh, oh, Nemo would definitely be no. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm turning off everybody. Mike, we going home. That's sophisticated ignorance, and we're fucking out. Donate. <laughs> Save a life. Definitely sophisticated ignorance, and I'm fucking with it.